Welcome to BC Spirits, episode number eight. Um, this week, we're going to be looking at fruit brandies. A couple weeks ago, we did grape brandies. This week, we're looking at uh, fruit, so apple and pear. And i got a great assortment for you folks. I think I said about this when I, it came to grape spirits. It's like, it's always one of those things when I do these episodes, I'm like, oh, there's not too many X, or there's not too many Ys, there's not too many like barrel-aged gin, which we did last week. Um, but then you start collecting, and you start <laughs> figuring out, you put a call out on social media, and all of a sudden, it's like, I've got a barrel-aged, and I do this, and I do that. And all of a sudden, you end up with like nine or ten spirits, uh, which is a, it's just a lot to taste. Um, but what we've got today is we've got pear and apple. So, pois and pom, depending on where you want to say it or if I'm saying that correctly with my Australian accent at all. Um, so, we've got nine today. So, four pear, five apple, um, all very different, um, all really unique in their own special way, all from different distilleries as well, which is fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to this tasting. So, let's get down to it. First up is a nice clear uh, pear brandy, uh, the Okanagan Spirits Bartlett Pear. Um, this one's an interesting one because they say that 24 pears, 24 Bartlett pears go into each individual bottle, which is just an insane amount of fruit when you really look at how much actually finishes up with the dist- fermentation to distillation to bottling, 24 pears per bottle. And it's a half bottle. It's not even a full 750. It's a, it's a, a Mickey or whatever we call it here in Canada. Of course, Kelowna, pe- Kelowna pears. Uh, Okanagan Spirits is notorious for using all local fruit. That's what their sort of their thing is. Just checking to make sure the sound's on because I feel like I always forget that one. And there's been a couple of episodes, folks, that I've literally put this. I forgot to put the sound on. Done a great episode, and then had to toss it because I don't have sound. Oh, on the nose, just crisp fruit market, farmers market sort of pears. Like you grab a pear and you smell it. You get the the, the skin and the flesh. clean, bright, um, still floral. And I always get blown away with like fruit brandies in particular. I want, I think this is why I like them as much as I do. Apples, grapes, pears, whatever you're fermenting. Distillation is such an aggressive, um, method of extracting flavor. Like it's, it's so, it bullies the crap out of these, these, uh, ingredients. And so for the end spirit to come out of the still at the end of it all, like boiling and beating and all that sort of stuff and still be beautifully fragrant and floral and crisp and tasty. Mm. Do yourself a favor. This would be a great cocktail ingredient or eat drinking neat. Give it a go. Um, next up we have the wonderful Marydale uh, pear brandy. Now Marydale is notorious for fruit, obviously being a cidery. So they do pear ciders, they do apple ciders, they did a great brandy in our great brandy episode uh, of the thing. Mirrodale is 100% Bartlett as well. New French oak, aged for six years. So just look at like the nice toast on that oak. It's just, it's aged for six years. So it's going to give it a lot of oxidization and a little bit of oak notes to it. Definitely on the nose straight away. You get a little, like a little bit of a different uh, flavor profile on the nose. A little bit, not no so much muted, but almost like an overripe pear. Yeah, we're going into overripe pears. Almost a different sort of distillate than the Bartlett pear from Okanagan Spirits. Because these ones are very, they're clean. There's a little bit of age on the, the pear brandy from Couchin. But, my God, the pear is still there. It's still very boisterous. It's beating... The uh, oak into submission. The oak could have really taken this over after six years, but it's beating the oak into submission and going, nope, screw you, I'm still a freaking pear. 
Um, oh, I love these tastings because a lot of times, folks, I don't taste these before I do the show. So a lot of times, it's the first time I've tasted these things, and it just, when you see my reaction, it's not faux. It's actually like my true expression of how I like to taste things. I love retasting. I love blind tasting because it really takes away all the bullshit, the marketing, the bottle packaging, the brand name, blah, 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 and really gets down to the nuts and bolts of what the liquid tastes like. And a lot of people get caught up in everything else, all the peripheral crap, instead of saying like, what's the liquid like? So let's go forward. Divine Pois. So Zanich, uh, Divine is 100% Bartlett's again, but this one's a little bit different. So pretty much a neutral sort of uh, aging process, but aged on... Uh, figs. Now this is a little bit different, extracting a little bit of different flavor being based on, uh, being rested on figs. On the nose, you gain this roundness of vanillas and almost like a, a, a pie, a pear pie, um, pear tort. Um, if you didn't know that it was like rested on figs, you would literally get this sort of stewed pear flavor. Vanillas are there. It's like uh, like what you would do if you like put pear down for like a, a, a pear crumble or something like that. Like you get lots of brown sugars and stuff like that. The pear is still there, but it's a different style of pear. So when you're doing these tastings, what you should try and think of is like, if you say pear, like what sort of pear? Um, fresh pear, underripe pear, overripe pear, with the skin, without the skin, um, with the green of the, the core, that sort of thing. So you sort of break down like your initial flavor profile and you break it down from there. Tasty one. Ooh, tasty. Okay, so here's the big boy for our pear section. This is um, the pair of pears from Long Table. It's a collaboration with Long Table and Deep Cove. This one's got an interesting story because this one is uh, based around uh, when laws changed. And so a couple of cases of Oregon Bartlett pear... Um, casks of Oregon Bartlett Pear uh, brandy came over from Decove because they could no longer keep it on site because they returned to a craft distillery and they went over to uh, Longtail, which is a traditional commercial distillery. So um, this has been aged in Pinot Noir barrels for five years and trust me, it shows. Great color, depth of color. On the nose, you get almost like a piney, uh, piney pear, uh, I think from the barrel. Definitely gives you this sort of like Real good kick of um, pear leaves and stems, which is really interesting. You know, when you're tasting wine, we talk about the same thing. It's literally the same sort of thing we'll be tasting with cognacs or brandies. You can do with pear brandies and apple brandies. It's like, do you get the skin? Do you get the, the leaves, the green of the, the stalk and the, the, what do you call the little nubbly bit at the top of your pear? That thing. Oh, but even though there's a Pinot Noir barrel in there for five years, the oak is there, but it's a very subtle, subtle, like, peppering of oak over, like, a really deep stewed pear. So the pear is sort of, like, this is sort of combining all these things, like, of, like, the freshness of the Okanagan with the depth of the divine, and then adding that little splash of oak through there. You get a little pepperiness uh, through there. This one, drinking on its own, maybe it was a cheese board. That's a delightful little number. Um, ooh, she's a bad boy. Um, 
So you can see from pair, like from the Bartlett Okanagan, light, no oak, very just Bartlett pear, the essence of Bartlett pear, all the way through to this, these uh, very deep stewed pears and oak uh, treatments um, with the pear of pears from uh, Long Table and Deep Cove. So, oh, I always need a little splash of water in between. Now here's some fun. Apple brandies. Now, apple brandy, every, obviously everybody knows apple brandy is Calvados um, from Normandy. Uh, Calvados from Normandy has a whole bunch of rules and different uh, regulations and um, different ways of production uh, with apples and uh, oxidization and aging and so on and so forth. Luckily in Canada, we get to uh, do whatever the hell we want because we don't have rules for these sort of things, which is great. Um, we're going to get started. Just checking my notes here. So, first one off the, off the rank is the Divine Pom um, from Xanachir. So, 80%, this is, this is going to take me a little bit to explain, 80% of the bottle is five different styles of apple, 20% of the bottle is three different styles of pear. Now, pear brandy being added, or pear mask being added to um, apple brandy, it's a very Calvados thing to do. Uh, there is Calvados out there with a splash of uh, pear brandy, because uh, pears grow very well in Normandy as well. And then it's finished in bourbon casks for 1.5 years. So one and a half years in bourbon casks. Bourbon cask, everybody knows that you only can use them once. That's why everything is in bourbon casks. If you ever notice, like, scotch, whiskey, everything. Bourbon cask, bourbon cask, bourbon cask. Because in, in the U.S., you can only use a cask of bourbon once. And then you have to get rid of it. So you're looking for a lot of American oak tones, so vanillas and uh, cooking spice. And the great thing, if you didn't know there was pear in this, the brightness of the pear, pear is, pear can be very neutral depending on how you use it. So the brightness of the pear comes through very, very nicely. Yeah. So this one is just, it's apple. Like the, the, the bourbon cask finishes it with some, like a little vanilla tone, some brown sugar, but this is apple forward, even though it's got some cask treatment there. Very apple forward. Now, that one is a great start to these ones. I think I'm going to change this one around. No, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. Okay, so my next one, this one I haven't tried yet, folks. So this is an exclusive for me. Um, it's been out for the market for a while, but I haven't tried it yet. It's pretty, it's pretty hard to get. So um, aged in oak for 14 months is the Pemberton Apple Brandy. So 12 different varieties of locally grown organic apples. Um, go, in, go into this one. Slightly different style, like a lot of apple brandies are one style of apple, or as we can tell from the Divine, five styles of apple. Fourteen mo months in oak cast. Doesn't really say how much or what, what sort of uh, oak. Ooh. Super green on the nose. Pemberton has this... Um, very interesting terroir driven forward of like very earthy, minerally tones in most of their spirits. Um, I think it's a Pemberton thing. I think every distillery in BC is slowly but surely as they get older, which Pemberton is one of the older ones, ha will have a terroir driven style of flavor profiling, regardless of the spirit that it is. Ooh, night and day. Night and day to the, the divine... This apple brandy is very, very spicy. Um, ooh, very tannic apples. 
It's not a lot of residual sweetness there. It's a very dry, um, almost cider apple-y um, flavor profile. Spice, green, like wet rock. I know that sounds weird, like wet pavement. Like uh, when the rain starts hitting the hot pavement for the first time, that wet concrete sort of smell and taste. Um, and yes, I have licked wet rocks in a vineyard. If you haven't, you should try it. It'll change your life. Um, but very green, very spicy green, um, almost capsicum, red pepper, green pepper sort of flavor profiles. That's a different little number there. That's delightful though. Um, next one up, cider brandy from Marydale. So the Marydale cider brandy. This one I find, uh, I have tasted before. Um, I find it's a little bit more on the side of Applejacky than a more European style. So, um, so this one is, uh, 2007, six different cider apples, new French oak, different size casks. So different size casks give you different service areas, different aging profiles. And I don't think I've got the age on how long this one, but if it was 2007 harvest, we're probably looking like a 10 year old apple brandy. So the great thing is you think about 2007 harvest, you think about different terroirs, different uh, rainfalls, different um, temperatures, weather, everything like that compared to now. Um, it's very, very different. Apple forward. The oak, the apples definitely overtake the oak aggressively. Um, this is definitely like apple on apple. Uh, you're starting to lean towards like overripe apple and definitely get that cider forward sort of flavor profile on your on your palate. But this is definitely leaning much more towards like a apple jacky American apple jacky style than a Calvados. Um, American apple jack is made slightly different um, in the way like traditional with the free, freezing and stuff like that. Don't forget forget about all that. This is definitely more apple jacky spicy. So um, this one. Look up a Jack Rose and hit that one up. I don't. I haven't been talking about cocktails very much with these because I like to drink these sort of things on its own. Jack Rose with this apple brandy, give it a go. Um, next up is the Okanagan Spirits Canados. That's an old label. Um, so it's an older label. Uh, Canados obviously is a tongue-in-cheek look at uh, Calvados. So Jonah Gold and Hyssop Crab Apples, which we haven't talked about crab apples at all. Crab apples are very small. Um, very acidic, uh, high tannin content, um, French oak for three years. On the nose, uh, subdued apple, but like, uh, wood forward, oak forward. The texture, higher alcohol content. Very, like, more apple skin, unripe apples. Um, the oak comes through nicely, but in the finish only. Um, this one is definitely much more of a, a sipping Calvados, or Canados, or apple brandy, whatever you want to call it. Um, long flavor palette just keeps going on for days and days. Very, very tasty. What's the alcohol content on this little bugger? 40%. So, but yeah, like, very prickly apple Apple skins, that sort of thing. Tasty though. Okay, finally. We have, out of nine, and I think I've missed a few, and I apologize to any distillery watching this going, hey, I have an apple brandy, or hey, I have a pear brandy, and you didn't look up mine. To be honest, I looked up what I could find, and this is what I found. If you have one, 
hit me up on my social, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever, and tell me that I'm an idiot for not finding yours. So, limited release, Steelhead Distillery in uh, in Duncan. Uh, the guys up here are massive, massive brandy heads. Uh, over the snowfall here in January, February, in on the island here, they crushed something like 22,000 pounds of apples. Do you know what 22,000 pounds of apples look like? It's insane how much 22,000 pounds of apples is. You know what's more insane? Watching them try and distill that sucker. It was hilarious to try and watch. I popped up Duncan a couple of times and saw these guys. i got a great relationship with the guys at Stillhead. But uh, yeah, this is their seasonal apple brandy. Now it's in maple oak barrels. Great color, as you can see. On the nose, you definitely get the oak straight away. You get that vanilla oak. But on the palate, chewy, it's very chewy, very viscous. Chewy, uh, apple, oak balance, little bit of heat, little bit of spice. But there's a residual sweetness there that a couple of the others didn't really have. That really like balances off that heat and oak sort of uh, feel to it. Just a smidge, like it's just borderline, just a little bit too much oak. But a delightful little spirit. Now, I really hope you're enjoying these episodes. I love doing them. Um, I love talking about really obscure BC spirits. Like, for me, I think BC has so much to offer in so many different forms outside of gin and vodka. If you haven't noticed, I don't do a lot of gin and vodka episodes. I will eventually do a vodka episode. I've got a couple of things in mind for the vodka episode. But like, I'm sitting in here in front of me is nine pear and apple brandies. And that's just astonishing to me that something so obscure has so many different styles within the same province with multiple different distilleries. Like I think I have five distilleries here. And so it floors me that while gin and vodka is always going to pay the bills, that these things exist in our province and probably don't get enough uh, credence and enough like attention that they probably should. And I really love showcasing these really obscure, weird stuff. Like last week with the barrel-aged gins, we got a ton of barrel-aged gins in BC. But this is just mind-blowing. And, and like I said in the start of the episode, just it blows my mind when I start looking for a certain category to start tasting. I think I'm going to get like three or four or five different things. And all of a sudden, I get nine different apples and pear brandies. And they're all different. And all completely different in different styles and different ways. And I think we need to be thankful and grateful that BC has these things on offer because it truly boggles the mind that these even exist in our province. But on that high note, I hope you enjoyed the tasting. Thank you, everybody, for uh, watching. Please subscribe if you're watching the YouTube. If you're listening on my podcast, please subscribe to my podcast. It'll mean the world to me to show uh, get some support. Um, I'm going to keep doing this regardless of how many views there are or comments or whatever. But at the end of the day... I really love everybody's support. Um, go out and find these things. Please try and taste more BC spirits. Support your local. If you're if you're supporting your local coffee shop in the morning, and you're supporting your local restaurant doing farm to table, and your local cocktail place, support your local distilleries. That's the only message I have for you. But folks, whatever you're up to, find some of these, taste, enjoy, make some cocktails, and have a good life. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.